Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back. So today we are in for some fun. As you may or may not be aware of, um, this year has been a little bit of a crazy one. And I know we probably all have our own stories about what we've gone through and experienced with this pandemic, what it's done for our businesses and how our lives have changed from it. And, you know, even though we all have been through something slightly different, the term still applies that we have all been going through this together. And there have been a lot of controversial and divisive things taking place this year. Um, But what I've noticed is that through that, there are these magical pockets in which people are coming together more deeply and they're connecting in a way like never before and creating bonds that I don't think are going to be easily broken as we've all gone through this. Um, And, you know, it's becoming a little bit clearer that we are likely in this for a little bit longer. And simultaneously, there are things that may never go back 100% to how they were before. One thing I know, and I have watched drastically change, of course, has been networking. Now, if for some reason you're listening to this and you are looking at the date and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the global pandemic, the coronavirus, which has been kind of taking over the tone and theme of 2020. Um, And networking is what I want to talk about today because it's kind of the why behind She Built This. And to some extent, it's also the what of She Built This, but She Built This is not just your handshaking, making small talk, chatting about the weather, that kind of networking. What I believe we are doing is building true, authentic relationships, really genuine community, and people are just in it to serve and help others as they are learning and growing their own businesses. So by definition, networking is the exchange of information and ideas amongst people with a common profession or special interest, usually in an informal social setting. It often begins with a single point of common ground. And, you know, through the many shifts and changes of 2020, I have found a lot out about myself and things I knew prior, but I never really could admit because, for example, networking... I like networking, but I really like authentic and real networking. I don't, I also don't love all this running around um, in a day from coffee date to coffee date. And when, and I do live quite far from things. So I felt that switching to virtual networking has actually been a really big time saver for me. And I've also been able to just be myself in networking groups and events a little bit more than I was before. Um, I've also learned to filter out some of the things that I just felt obligated to attend versus now really focusing and putting my time and attention on the things that I want to be attending and be a part of. 
So today's episode is going to be covering networking during a pandemic, and it's going to be three parts, all of which revolve around this new norm that we have of virtual networking. We can call it reality virtual as opposed to virtual reality. I don't really know if that works or was funny at all. I just wrote it down as an idea. Um, Okay, so part one of the podcast is going to be the ever elusive elevator pitch. Part two is how to network your socks off even during a pandemic. And then part three is me reading funny Facebook comments from listeners about what Zoom pet peeves they have. And of course, some actual takeaways from those pet peeves. So with that, let's dive in and start with the elevator pitch. Okay, personally, I feel like the elevator pitch should be renamed because conversations in elevators are typically, with some exceptions of course, awkward. Especially the elevators I find myself in, I'm always like trying to rack my brain for the first 10 seconds deciding on whether or not I should be quiet or whether or not I should regale them with my hilarious stories or introduce myself and launch into a full-blown business conversation just to see where it goes. But all of these things end up being derailed because an, an elevator ride is really short in most cases. And out of all three of those great ideas, they all get scrapped. And instead, we just have some lame conversation about the weather. So in the name of reviving the elevator pitch and bringing it from the ground floor to the top of the skyscraper, here's a little activity you can do to work on your own. And I should have warned you fairly at the beginning of this episode, I feel like I was the pun master or just like on a little telling jokes to myself rampage. So there are things that I wrote down in my outline that are super goofy and and probably not funny to a majority of people except myself. But if you can't laugh at yourself and laugh in life, you know, what's the point really? Um, okay, so this method involves setting a five-minute timer for yourself and starting by writing down everything you want to say about yourself. And I do mean everything. You can go crazy. Include all of your brag worthies, um, what makes you different, why you do what you do, why you started doing what you do, who your favorite customers are. What you're going to do is you're going to set your timer for five minutes and just lay it all out there on a piece of paper with your favorite writing implement and just go for it. Step two is to take a timer and set it for another five minutes and whip out four sticky notes. Sorry, you're going to do that in reverse order. First, you're going to get the timer again. It could be the same timer that you used before. That's fine. Probably you're just going to be using your phone anyway, because that's what we all use or Google or Siri or something like that. But anyway, you're going to get four sticky notes. You're going to set your timer again for another five minutes. And you're going to get super clear on what you do, why it matters, or why you do it, and who you help and what problem you solve. What makes you unique? So you're going to really boil down what you took, what you had before into like this beautiful, really concise message. This is going to look different for every single person. But the key is I really want this to show off you. I don't want you to be afraid to set yourself apart and show what makes you unique. Like why you? Why does this matter to you? Why do you do this? Who specifically do you help? What problems do you solve? You know, there are a zillion financial planners. There are a zillion content creators. There are a zillion social media managers, bookkeepers, travel agents, coaches, you name it. What makes you, you? Then 
you're going to set another timer. Let's get another timer for this one. Let's not use the same timer for 30 to 45 seconds and practice it out loud. And you'll kind of want to get rid of all of the extraneous words in there. And then bada bing, bada boom, you should have yourself a pretty good looking elevator pitch. Um, And totally workshop this depending on the situation. Sometimes you're going to want to give your full elevator pitch. Sometimes you're going to want to make it a little more laid back and fun. I'll tell you what I came up with after I did the activity. And I will say mine is still a work in progress because I just did it for this podcast. Um, So I say in as my elevator pitch, My name is Emily Aborn. I'm the owner of She Built This, an organization that provides community and resources to female entrepreneurs, as well as a marketing professional who focuses on content creation and messaging. Have you ever looked at someone's website and felt really confused as to what they actually do? Maybe you felt a little confused yourself in sharing your message or your business has gone through big changes and you're not exactly sure how to express it clearly. When potential clients can't easily figure out what you're offering and how you make their lives better, they usually disengage and may even leave. Our brains don't really like having to work to figure out what we need. I help your future customers and clients easily uncover the solution that you're providing to their needs so that they choose you. And I do this by helping you find clarity, create powerful content, and an engaged marketing strategy. So like I said, I might change this up depending on what I'm looking for for at that time with clients um, or where I'm going, but this is the gist. And that's because one thing I really love doing is helping people on their messaging. And I know that's a big struggle for people. So As I said, um, I'm happy to read what you've written if you do try this activity and I'll give you my thoughts or not give you my thoughts if you prefer for me just to read it and not say anything about it, which will be hard for me to do, but I can do it. Um, Yeah, so elevator pitches, great way to share a quick story, leave an impression, and in some cases, you can even sell something quickly and succinctly with an elevator pitch. And you can just use the same process for any of those. Um, And this is also a great thing to have in your back pocket memorized or almost memorized so that you have an answer to that question. Tell me about yourself. And it's actually a very interesting answer. So now to move on to answer some of the questions that were shared in the She Built This group about virtual networking. Um, I can tell you about a zillion different networking stories of in-person events I've gone to in which all I end up doing is just talking to 30 people about the weather or listening to them blab on about their own businesses and never once asking a single question. In-person networking is a totally different topic for a totally different day. But one thing I do really like that has differentiated virtual networking is that it takes some of that um, out of the equation and it's more of like a concentrated effort or focus like everyone sort of takes turns sharing when you're virtual because you you have to in a lot of cases so I know that a lot of you said that you're really loving the virtual networking and especially loving that there's more options to now that you don't have to travel. And I totally agree. Um, some of the ways I've really kicked up my networking a notch, even despite all of this, and I will put links to all of these things in the show notes, but just some groups that I have found really 
to be um, cohesive through all of this. I have been going to the Women to Women meetings. Those are, they were originally based out of Keene, New Hampshire, and I was going in person. Um, And now they've pivoted and moved virtual. And I just find it to be a wonderful group of women. They meet the second Monday of every month and we share about our businesses, but everyone also is really helpful in supporting one another because at the end of sharing about your business, you also share like an ask and they do like a testimonial portion too. I just think the members of that group are very optimistic and supportive and encouraging of one another. Um, it's led by Stacy Nahiski, and she really, it, I think she has so many fans in there. It's just a big cheerleading squad, I think. And it's also a group that, you know, used to require an hour of travel one way for me. And now that it's virtual, I find it much more easy to access. She built this peer groups. Okay. If I had known how amazing these would be at the beginning of all this, I would have been doing this a long time ago. We have always met in person and we would meet once a month at the co-working house in Milford um, and usually have a speaker that would do some sort of educational topic. Well, when people asked me back in March if we were going to be continuing to do these and do them virtually. At first I was like, uh, no, these cannot be done virtually. This is an in-person only experience. But we took it to the virtual world and it became an amazingly connected group that not just provides each other with like networking, and helping one another spread the word about each other's businesses, but it's also group think and true accountabilities. And I've seen new friendships, business collaborations, and so much more come out of these. So we meet every other week. And and one thing I forgot to say is that what is so fantastic is these are no longer limited to just people in New Hampshire. You know, like we have um, a woman joining us out of Texas, and I'm hoping that that grows just even more. So these meet every other week on Wednesdays or Fridays, and we have a couple of different time slots to choose from on those days. Angela Hall, one of the regular attendees, she is the owner of Fire Tuck Design Company. And she says that the magic in virtual networking is consistency because you're seeing the same people over and over again. The event is in your calendar. And she also said that having an accountability or a takeaway item is really important to her. And I completely agree with her. Um, And that's one thing I think that she built this peer groups have really done well is not only do we set an accountability or takeaway item, but we follow back up on it too. So there are a couple other groups um, I haven't made totally consistently, but I have learned some do's and some don'ts in being part of them. Mostly female entrepreneurship groups are the ones that I personally find myself drawn to. Um, I do, again, agree with Angela that's really just about consistency and building those relationships over time. Emily Benson, who has been a show on, oh, she's been a guest on the show. Um, She recommended something called Quad Meets, and it's a group of four people only, and they're pretty random, um, but I guess it can help you practice your online networking skills and your elevator pitch with those people. So I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I am going to put a link for that in the show notes, and it's on my radar to try that soon too. Um, The other way, I think I've really kicked up my networking game, and I would encourage, strongly encourage you to do the same, is in Facebook groups. Social media in general 
for sure, when done right, can create big amounts of community and connection and build relationships. And I truly cannot talk up social media enough and just the successes that have come out of it. And I know that is going to sound so social media and millennial of me, but I'm serious. One of the things I have noticed is that the people in She Built This and other Facebook groups who are consistent with showing up and providing true value to other group members are soaring right now. And I think, again, this all comes down to being truly authentic. If you only show up in those groups to sell your product or your service on the days when you're allowed to, or the posts that you're allowed to do that, or, you know, you're like, oh, good, an opportunity to share my Instagram handle. Um, People can kind of see right through that. And if you're going about things in a shysty way that is very obviously self-serving, people can typically tell. So in my opinion and a couple others that I know I've talked to about this issue at nauseum, um, it's all about being kind and communicating with honesty and really truly connecting with what makes others unique as you learn about them and their businesses and just being there to you know, provide value for people. So through Facebook groups, I have gotten some really big wins. I have met um, podcast guests. I've gained clients. I've made lasting referral partnerships, collaborations, and of course, really, really good friends. Um, And I, I think the same thing goes for LinkedIn and your personal Facebook page. Basically, you can use those also as opportunities to build your reputability and just be willing to show up as who you are and help in the way that you do best. I really, I can't say enough to just embrace these opportunities that are right in front of us and jump into it. Also, word to the wise on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, networking is not just spamming people's direct message box with your events or your new products or telling them to listen to your podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think we all can taste in our mouths how icky it is when people do that. And I think it's that kind of stuff is becoming really obvious really quick that people are not well-intentioned necessarily. when They, they may be well-intentioned, but they're not going about it in the best way. Um, the other way that I think I have really kind of upped my networking game, so to speak, is good old-fashioned phone calls, text messages, direct messaging, emails, Voxer, WhatsApp, Slack, and Zoom calls. Now, I'm not like talking about bombarding your messaging apps with this. I have specific ways to communicate with specific people. And there is actually a term for this um, form of communication. It's called the dark social not to be confused with the dark web, that's something else entirely, but dark social is communication via these private channels and it can be really, really beneficial, beyond beneficial actually. It is such a great way to build and deepen relationships on a one-to-one level and make new ones. One like pro tip, I really do love the voice messaging on text messages and um, Facebook has it too. Uh, so, you know, so does Instagram and Voxer. Because hearing someone's voice, like you don't have to have a phone call all the time necessarily, but hearing their voice when you are kind of going back and forth can really be nice. So um, I highly recommend that if you're not using one of those tools yet, it's really helpful. Um, So now the question is how to make time for all of these things and which ones do you make time for, right? Um, I have one day a week that I set out as my quote unquote out and about day. 
And for me, that is Wednesdays. It's the days I don't really do very much client-related work. And it's more about building my own business as well as doing She Built This activities. Um, The phone, Zoom, like all of these things can be a little bit exhausting for me. So I find that when I put it all into one day, it's really what works best for me. Um, And then, you know, what places are you going to focus on connecting I would highly recommend joining a Facebook group like She Built This or another that is up your alley and just asking what opportunities are out there. What networking events are people doing on a regular basis? And ask other people. I always love helping people brainstorm which places are best for them to connect with those who either are their ideal client or who have access to their ideal clients. And really kind of do like a, let's call it like a cost benefit analysis when it comes to what networking opportunities you're going to get involved in. Sometimes you have to try things out to know if it's a good fit or not a fit at all. And, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There are some things that you will try that will probably be a total dud. I know I have, and I have just been like, oh my gosh, all I want to be doing is working right now, not at this networking meeting that I agreed to. So the takeaways are try to find something that is um, consistent and that does help you to build those relationships. I think through accountability is a really great thing to look for when you're considering a networking group. Remember that these things have changed and you kind of need to adapt and pivot along with them. This ain't your grandmother's canasta group anymore, you know, but I assure you that if you find the right groups, it can be just as fun. And for a lot of people, I think it's really important to recognize that one of the huge benefits is that there is a lot less social anxiety that takes place when things are being done via Zoom and virtually. And, you know, it's really important to realize that for yourself. Um, And also for others, because I think it can help you feel a little more gracious towards others when maybe they're taking up all of these virtual networking opportunities and you never saw them in person before. Um, Also, a big key is to be yourself and feel free to build those relationships both inside and outside of the group. Now for the fun part. I asked everyone on my personal Facebook page their biggest Zoom pet peeves, which was, in all honesty, opening a huge can of worms. But seriously, we have all been at this long enough now, and Zoom is not rocket science. So I kind of think it's hilarious, and I agree with many of them. Here they are, of course, with my own commentary and takeaways. People's number one pet peeve is folks who don't have their video on. One woman even follows this up by saying that, And I think she makes a great point. People don't care necessarily about what you look like. Although I will say I agree with her in many instances and I agree with you all that yes, video should be on, but there are some days that I just feel like total garbage and I would have canceled on y'all had it not been virtual and I could keep my video off. But you know what? Like now as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that this is probably a good indication that I should just cancel going virtually because I would have canceled going in person. So I just taught myself something through talking to myself. This is amazing. Anyway, number one pet peeve, folks who don't have their video on. So word to the wise, either turn your video on or I guess 
if you're not feeling it, don't go, you know, and that's okay too. Um, number two, check your camera angle. Apparently people are uncomfortable counting your nose hair and seeing up your nose and just seeing like a sliver of your face or like if we can't even see your face because the light behind you is so incredibly bright and in your face is just dark it sort of looks ominous I'm not gonna lie it is truly you know we're wondering like is that a person or is it just a spirit being from the other world it's it's a lot Um, and then somebody said that a woman was on holiday and basically had the camera like positioned so everyone could kind of see but between her legs. And I feel like that maybe is probably not recommended in a business setting. You know, I don't know what kind of Zoom you guys are doing in your personal lives, but yeah, probably not for networking, I would say. Um, remember that the mute button is your friend. First of all, if you're speaking, you definitely want to unmute yourself because otherwise we all just spend like 10 minutes of the meeting being like, Betty, we can't hear you or, or Tina, you're on mute or, you know, some variation thereof. That's just kind of like etiquette. And if you have background noise, like a spouse watching football and cheering that the Patriots are winning or a housekeeper is vacuuming in the background, just mute yourself, you know? But then if you're speaking, you can unmute yourself. It's really, really great. It's one of the greatest features of Zoom. Mute, unmute. Um interrupting. This, I will say, is where virtual networking gets tough. It's hard not to talk over another person. Like half the time, I want to interrupt myself because I just got so excited about another thought. And so when somebody else is talking, I sometimes get so excited to tell them my views on what they just shared or, oh my God, I know the answer. And I know everyone's just going to want to hear from me right now. But two really good rules of thumb are on this are, um, number one, Whenever you want to speak, like count internally to two seconds first, because typically that's going to give the person enough time to wrap up and you can chime in. And it also gives you time to evaluate whether or not this is even a spot where you should be speaking. Um, And number two, you can always raise your hand either physically or there's like some little hand raisey thing on Zoom that is a great feature. Things I don't really mind, which some people did, they said kids and dogs making appearances. That doesn't really bother me um, as long as it's not super distracting to the group. I think, you know, I obviously prefer kids and dogs in in a one-to-one meeting, but we're all human and we're all kind of adapting through this. And so, you know, we all get that your mini humans and your pets have needs and they need to make their appearances. So I don't really mind that so much, but I did think it was a literal pet peeve. Um, I think working when you're on a call or scrolling on your screen, it's like more obvious than it ever has been. Especially if you have glasses, we can see your screen changing. Um, But even if you don't have glasses, the glow on your screen, it flashes on your face and it changes the lighting and we can all tell. We, we, We know you're not paying attention. So it's really hard. You're sitting in front of your computer, the hub of notifications and input. But if you're going to network and to connect with other people, be present and network and connect with those other people. Um, And lastly, for me, and this is just me, I really don't like when something could have taken place over the phone, but instead it's taking place over Zoom. 
I'm a big fan of the phone and I actually concentrate much better and I can hone in better on what the person is saying. Plus, I feel like my hands are freer to take notes and I'm not looking down taking notes, you know, and not paying attention to them. It's probably my personal biggest pet peeve when a Zoom obsessed person is talking to me on the phone because I, we've re- I've requested a phone call. And while we're on the phone, they're saying, oh, I wish this was Zoom. I could just explain better. Or if we were on Zoom, I could, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And I'm like, okay, this might just be me, but it doesn't help me in most cases to move things to Zoom from a phone call that could just actually be a phone call. And I, I do see the advantages when a Zoom meeting is in order. And in those instances, I welcome them. I like seeing faces too, but I just don't always need to be on Zoom. So if you are a person that is totally in love with Zoom, when something could be a phone call, just like respect that and maybe don't give the other person a hard time if they requested phone call over Zoom. As a host, After reading these pet peeves, I personally commit to getting better with housekeeping at the beginning of meetings because admittedly, I am forgetful of that. And after reading all of these, I see it's really comes down a lot of it to the host and the host can also mute and unmute people as they get, you know, loud backgrounds or kids are talking. So I really see that the host setting the ground rules at the beginning of meetings is extremely beneficial. And if you are a host, you can take that away from this too. So that's really all I got for you. Um, I did want to share something that a friend of mine who I met through networking with someone else and then she introduced me to her and then uh, I had her on my podcast and things took off from there. She, she's, you know, if you're doing any of these things or they kind of hit you and you said to yourself, I really need to get better at that, or I want to show up better when I'm on Zoom and networking online, I want to get better at Facebook Lives, video interviews, et cetera, et cetera. As I said at the beginning, it's going to be a little bit longer, I think, for this digital world that we're living in. And so I wanted to share Angela Lucier of the Speaker Sisterhood. She's launching a new four-part workshop called Online Presenting Made Easy. And I will definitely put the link in the show notes. She's going to touch on what you include in a presentation so that it's meaningful and not salesy, um, how you keep the audience engaged throughout the presentation, how you deal with interruptions and questions that you don't know the answer to, how you look and feel comfortable and prepared instead of feeling like a robot reading a script, and how you do all of this and still feel confident at the same time. She is also going to be doing a live and learn on the She Built This Facebook page next Wednesday, September 23rd at 12 o'clock Eastern time on how to bring your online presentation skills to the next level. So we're going to kind of touch the tip of the iceberg there and then her course is really going to break all that down for you. I would highly recommend if this is of interest to you that you get in on both of those things. And the good news is when you work on your virtual networking skills, you also help to bring your in-person networking skills up as well. So I hope you got some good nuggets out of today's episode and realize that Uh, networking is still live and well, and we are going to be virtual for a bit longer. It can be done and it can be done really well. 
If you need help with your elevator pitch or you need help finding the right network opportunities specifically for you and your business, or if you just want to vent to me about your Zoom pet peeves, you can email me at emily at emilyaborn.com or visit shebuiltthis.org. Will, you will find a bazillion ways to get in touch with me. And if you have listened this far, you may as well just take one more minute and write me a review. I know, I know, it can be scary to say how much you love the She Built This podcast. Oh wait, no, it can't actually. It only brings you great joy, happiness, and abundance, and it also does the same for me, so it's a win-win. The review feature is tricky to find, and it can seem kind of like it's they're hiding it from you, so here's how you do it. You go to the podcast page in your library if you're on iTunes, and you find those little stars, and then you just click the small blue write a review icon. It kind of looks like a pen and paper thingy. And if you get stuck, um, phone a friend or me and I can help you. I can help you help me. And with that, I want to thank you for helping me to build this. Have a happy week. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.